This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Midway through, and we're now done with the wild card round. I can't decide if I like it better, triple header on Saturday, triple header on Sunday, or this Saturday, Sunday, Monday format. I think this is actually here to stay, though, simply because of ESPN uh, and the fact that they renewed their contract. Their broadcast rights now include a playoff game, Wild Card Weekend. At some point, though, we're likely to see Amazon Prime get a wild card game or a playoff game, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, be ready for that or get the radio broadcast. I actually have satellite radio, so I can listen to any of the individual team broadcasts as well as the national broadcasts. Uh, so there are times when there are games I want to follow that are not airing in my market. And so I'll listen to them if I don't find them online. So that's a handy-dandy tool. Uh, but, yes, Amazon Prime at some point will have a playoff game. So would that maybe alter the format for Supersize Wildcard Weekend again? We shall find out. But at this point, you know exactly what I'm saying when I tell you the NFL doesn't ever take anything off the table. <laughs> the league wants to be as invasive as possible. Let's just be frank. Uh, the commissioner of the NFL has indicated that they want to be a $25 billion a year industry, and they are definitely heading that direction with all of these crazy billion-dollar broadcast contracts. And as they get renewed and as streaming becomes an option, think about the YouTube deal. So for those of you who have DirecTV and maybe you kept DirecTV because you wanted to have Red Zone, that was kind of your, oh no, sorry, Sunday ticket. There is a Red Zone on DirecTV as well. It's hosted by my Syracuse classmate, Andrew Siciliano. Anyway, um, for those of you who had Sunday ticket on on your DirecTV and that's why you were keeping it, um, it's it's moving to YouTube 
which is going to cost you. It's not like this part of YouTube is going to be free. And so now you've got Amazon and you've got YouTube, not to mention there are options to be able to stream football and Paramount Plus. Now it's in market. So if you let's just say for the sake of argument that you don't have a TV, you don't have any TV at all, you can have Paramount Plus and watch the local games. So for those of you who are in Houston, you would be able to see the Texans or whatever game is being carried in the Houston market that day on the CBS network, which is is Paramount+. Plus. Um, and so there are a lot of different ways that you can follow football. More and more, I suspect, they're going to get away from traditional broadcasts. But at the same time, the most number of viewers will always be on broadcast TV. The Amazon Prime numbers... Uh, I think we're down 17% from Thursday Night Football a year ago. Something like that. I'll have to go back and look at the exact number. Uh, But it was a sizable drop. And that's because the majority of football fans out there don't, well, the majority of Americans don't have Amazon Prime still. It's a lot of us. It's, I'm sure it's hundreds of millions, but it's not everybody. And so, and and it's expensive too. And it's actually going up. Um, And so when you think about what, you know, what Amazon Prime is doing by trying to lure viewers away, putting together like, you know, full broadcast, paying wads of money and fistfuls of money to former players as analysts and some of the top names in the broadcast business, not just Al Michaels, but Kirk Herbstreet. Uh, I mean, you've got, you've got a, just this, this commitment to spend as much money as possible to lure people in. But that's going to come back and cost subscribers, right? Because eventually they're going to have to pass on uh, that that expense. Though hopefully they, I mean, they would like to be able to offset it with advertising. Um, so it's it's kind of this never ending cycle. And at some point, I wouldn't even be surprised if we had a Super Bowl that was streaming. Maybe there's a partnership coming up where there's a Super Bowl that's on broadcast TV, but it's also on streaming just to kind of see how that works out. Kind of like they do with, say, a CBS and Nickelodeon game just to uh, to examine the split and how many people are watching one way versus another. It's a whole new world for broadcasting in the NFL. Like most sports, they're into investigating and they're into trying new things because these streaming companies have money more money than we could possibly imagine. (laughs) It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks so much for hanging out. Uh, We love to have you with us. And as long as you're not total doofuses, uh, we enjoy hearing from you on social media. Oh, wait, that is social media. (laughs) I mean, sometimes I'm a doofus on social media too. (laughs) But I'm not asking you if you think Tom Brady is going to retire, if you think Tom Brady is going to return, because you don't know that any more than I do. You would just be guessing. It's like deciding who you think will win the Super Bowl in the month of June. You're guessing. And and maybe you guess right because there's only two options, but you don't really know. You're just you're just guessing. What I want to know is would you like to see Tom Brady return and play another year? Or would you like to see him ride off into the sunset? Or some of you I think would like to see him fall off his horse and get run over by his horse. Um, you know, to use the the riding analogy. Um, It's at this point, I think something that teams out there are willing to wait for, meaning his decision. Yes, there are some teams that would be very interested in bringing him on board. 
people are starting to mention more and more the Raiders. Uh, well, it makes sense, right? Because he and Josh McDaniels had a very productive relationship going back to their days in New England. Also, we know Derek Carr is out the door. Uh, and he either has to be cut or traded by February 15th because otherwise he's he's guaranteed his $40 million that's in his contract. And And this is not... I don't think a necessary component, but Jared Stidham was a backup to Tom Brady as well. So they have a working relationship from their days in New England. So could that be a possibility uh, if Josh McDaniels could lure him to Vegas? Is there, uh, you know, is there an interest in, you know, in Brady's part on going to a brand new team for a couple of years just to see whether or not they can kind of rekindle that? I mean, you think about the weapons they have in Vegas and we're talking about Josh Jacobs, one of the best running backs in the league this year. Uh, think about Darren Waller, when healthy, one of the best tight ends. Brady certainly has experience with big, dynamic pass catchers at the tight end spot. And and think about what he did with... Well, Cameron Brait caught a lot more passes this year, or in the last couple of years, sorry, with, with Brady as his quarterback. Was it Kate Otten who really saw his production increase because of Tom Brady? Brady likes to have competent tight ends. Uh, could you imagine Brady with a Travis Kelsey? I mean, that's the kind of tight end that he loves. That's what he grew up on uh, in New England. So it, there are a lot of weapons there, not to mention Devontae Adams, of course. There's so many guys in a, in a Raiders uniform, and we saw that with Derek Carr. Carr can sling the football. Brady needs an offensive line, though. That's critical. Wherever he goes, there has to be an offensive line because otherwise he he's not going to run. I mean, he's like Peyton Manning. I was going to say at the end of Peyton's career, but really all of Peyton's career. He had cinder blocks for feet, right? If you don't protect Brady, he looks like an average QB. And this year, getting rid of the, the uh, football quicker than he ever has, and that's saying something because he already was one of the the quickest in NFL history in terms of his release time, his average release time over the course of his career. So this year, there were times when he was getting rid of the ball in just over two seconds, which doesn't leave you a lot of time to see your receivers get downfield. Definitely throwing under duress a lot of the time. And because the offensive line was having a a down season, there wasn't much of a run game to complement Brady and the passing attack. So defenses are able to key on that, right? Recognizing that for the most part, the Bucks are one-dimensional. If you can stop the run without loading up the box, well, then it's half the battle. And the Cowboys definitely were able to stop the run, stuff the run, put pressure on Brady, and also downfield, um, keep up with receivers long enough that Brady wasn't able to get to them, that that Brady didn't have time to throw it downfield for the most part. So all of that kind of dovetails in. How much will change for the Buccaneers? Well, that's another question. Uh, if you missed my conversation with TJ Reeves last hour, I did ask him about Todd Bowles. And the reason I ask, and it's not because I think Todd Bowles deserves to be fired. This is why I asked about Todd. Remember when he seceded Bruce Arians? I guess, Producer Jay, if you wouldn't mind looking up the actual date. But if I'm not mistaken, it was right before training camp. Because remember, Tom Brady had retired after 40 days and 40 nights in the arc. Uh, he returned or announced that he was returning. And wasn't it right on the heels of that that Bruce Arians took a job in the front office? I, I, because that second domino fell 
And people were speculating that it was a condition of Tom Brady returning, that Bruce Arians no longer be the head coach. Those dominoes dropped. Boom, boom. So because of that, hear me out. And I don't know the answer to this. I'm not telling you that the Buccaneers wouldn't have promoted Todd Bowles if this happened going back, say, to April. Right, If they're looking for a head coach at the same time that every other team is looking, and actually I guess you have to bump that back to, say, February or so. If they're looking for a head coach in the time frame that other teams are doing it right now, would they have promoted Todd Bowles? He was being groomed by Bruce Arians. He had head coaching experience, yes. But would the Glazer family have done a full extensive coaching coaching search if it happened right after the season was done? At the start of the offseason. Fact is, most of the top coaching candidates were either already locked up or had taken other jobs or they were no longer available. So in order to keep the consistency and the continuity, they promoted Todd Bowles. Again, I'm not speaking for the Glazer family and telling you that they wouldn't have hired Bowles or wouldn't have promoted him. But the timing of it left them no choice. They had to promote from within, whether Bowles or somebody else on the staff, because there were no top candidates available. So when Tom Brady decided to return, they didn't really have an option at that point. So it happened right at the, well, right before OTAs began. So I I feel like that was maybe part of the equation. Maybe. Again, I don't know. That could have been the secession plan all along. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Take our poll on Twitter and also on our Facebook page. And then our phone number, 855-212-4227. While we're talking about coaching, Sean Payton, he completed his interview with the Texans. In fact, the Houston Texans Twitter account put it on out there for all the world to see. Peyton is enjoying his time right now. I think not only being courted, but being in the news again. He was doing broadcasting this season, so now he's much more comfortable (laughs) doing radio shows. And Colin Cowherd appears to be his favorite. Of course, uh, the Herd with Colin Cowherd having Sean Peyton on for the second time in under a week. And Colin asked him, are you really considering the Texans? Absolutely. Okay, you Here's why. Um, And look... I think I know the ownership group, not very well, but we practiced against the Texans in New Orleans four or five different times. So um, Cal McNair, his his late father, um, we'd we'd see them, and so I don't I don't know them well, but I but I know them. We've we've you know when you when you practice for three days with an opponent, you you get a chance to meet a lot of the different personalities and people involved in the building. Um, They've got really good. Draft capital, really good draft couple capital. A couple good young players. They're in a division that you can at least look at and say, all right, Indy, Tennessee, Jacksonville is nothing. But you, you can at least, all right, how do we? So I, I think there's growth potential immediately there from their two or three wins that they had this year. Um, I know Nick a little bit, Casario, mm-hmm. um, because, again, when he was in New England, we had a lot of practices with with their team. So each each team would be just like we're having that discussion. There'd be pros and that 
that's the significance, though, of the upcoming week or two of meeting mm -hmm. some of these individuals, asking some questions, maybe some difficult questions, and 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 trying to get answers so that we're not having difficult questions when you've already taken the job. I do think they would improve mightily under Sean Payton. He walks into a locker room and he right away uh, has an offense that not only is successful, um, but is one that is creative and that is his specialty. Now, he had Drew Brees as his quarterback for 15 years, but still, it, uh, he brings that with him. Right, he's a Super Bowl winning coach. Lovey Smith was also a head coach and also had success. I'm not sure that the ownership and front office for the Texans ever fully intended to give him a shot. I, I don't know. That whole thing is fishy. You fire David Culley just so that you can bring his defensive coordinator on board as your next head coach, but you don't really give him the pieces to work with. The whole thing is is kind of icky, and I really don't have much faith in the Houston brain trust, but I do think that Sean Payton brings that type of cachet where free agents might be more interested knowing that he's running the show. They They would want to play for him. There's something different when you have a Super Bowl ring and when you worked with Hall of Famers when you had a long tenure of success. And so there, there's that. But if Peyton has other options, you have to think that there are other teams out there that are closer to competing, right? So he says two to three wins. He, think, he thinks right away they can add two to three wins to their total from this past season, which was what, two? Two and a tie. There was a tie in there. <laughs> So what about the other teams that are courting Sean Payton at this point? This week would be, yeah, it would be Houston, um, Denver, uh, later in the week, Carolina. Do you go there? Um, in, in, in some cases, depending on schedules, they'll come here. Or in other cases, Zoom. I might go there. End of the week, I'll go out to New York. I'll have a chance to visit with uh, Mr. Tepper in Carolina. I mean, he just lays it all out there on the herd with Colin Cowherd. Uh, one more because he's in a, a giving mood. What will it take for a team to lure him away, to pry him away from the New Orleans Saints? I think ultimately the compensation for the Saints would be uh, a, mid, a mid or later first round pick. Okay. Um, now, we can arrive at that in a lot of different ways. Uh, I think Denver has a pick. They acquired back when they traded. Uh, it's the 49ers uh, pick. Yeah, so they have okay, that. Okay, you're right. So it's the end Chubb of first team. round. You're right. Yeah, but but each team's got different ammo yeah. or different pick selections. And, you know, it, it could be a future one maybe where you have to throw in something. Um, I I say this because I know Mickey well, and I heard him talk the other day, and, and he was right on, and I think I am too. Um, he, he's got a job to do as a general manager with the Saints, uh, and, and he'll, he'll get the right compensation, and, and I'm sure the team, if it gets that far, uh, will arrive at it. And it's probably this year, it would probably be, you know, a mid to late first-round pick. So, Colin Cowherd and Sean Payton 
on the herd. And they were talking before that about the, the various teams that have compensation versus the ones that don't. And Denver is a team that is interested in Peyton. Uh, would Denver be able to come up with the, whether it's draft picks, whether it's, whether it's capital, whatever it is, uh, can Denver do that after having traded away the farm essentially to bring in Russell Wilson? So there is kind of that question as well. Now, that's not entirely up to Sean Payton, right? I mean, that's up to the front office, Mickey Loomis with the Saints, the ownership to be sure. But man, he was definitely all about sharing. Caring is sharing in the eyes of Sean Payton. Take our poll. Do you want to see Tom Brady return next season? I think my favorite comment so far is football has an age limit. (laughs) Oh, what is it? (laughs) She didn't elaborate on that. She just said football has an age limit. I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of going on. (laughs) All right. I promised you we'll hear from the Ravens. We'll hear from... Uh, Mike McDaniel, as well as Chris Greer, about Tua's future with the Dolphins. And did you know Jim Harbaugh has made a decision about his coaching future as well? It's after hours. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. from under center quarterback keeper he goes over top ball comes loose it's recovered on a fumble sam hubbard has it he's sprinting in the other direction no whistle or flag hubbard is to the 30 the 20 10 5 and he's in for the touchdown for cincinnati an unbelievable reversal This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. That was the moment of the weekend from the Ravens' perspective, or at least their radio network. Jerry Sandusky with the call. Sam Hubbard, the defensive end who needed oxygen. (gasps) Jerry Jones, get me some oxygen. (laughs) That just popped into my brain (laughs) while I was thinking about Hubbard wearing an oxygen oxygen mask on the sidelines trying to flex. (laughs) 
I, I'm hoping that Sam Hubbard didn't take a shot at Jack while he was there on the sideline. Shot at Jack. <laughs> It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. A lot of speculation about the Ravens' future, of course, similar to the Buccaneers. Oh, and a lot of it centers around their quarterbacks, right? Uh, What will the Ravens do in this offseason about Lamar Jackson? One of the popular theories appears to be tag him, so the franchise tag, and then attempt to trade him. I could see there being teams out there who believe that Lamar Jackson is worth the contract and worth whatever capital it will take to bring him on board. Uh, they believe they'll believe he is an upgrade. He's a former MVP. He has a unique style, of course. But we look around the league, and there are teams out there who have a quarterback who runs as much as he throws. And we know that that Lamar can throw the football. He's proven that as well. But it definitely is a unique offensive scheme, a unique offensive look. And so it's not going to fit in every situation. And not every team is looking for a quarterback. The idea with Lamar Jackson uh, is that he wants fully guaranteed money. Okay, So he wants the kind of contract that Deshaun Watson got. Or even a contract similar to what... Kirk Cousins got, although probably lengthier than that. And that appears to be the holdup. Has the relationship deteriorated between the Baltimore Ravens brass and Lamar Jackson? Well, we don't know why he wasn't with the team. We don't know why he did not make the trip to Cincinnati for the playoff game. That bothers me. I'm a huge fan, a huge fan of Lamar Jackson. But the fact that he was not with his team when they're facing a division rival in a wild card game, that doesn't sit well. I guess because I'm the kind of person that no matter what, I would be there for my team. Now, his teammates were willing to speak up for him on Monday when they were doing their exit interviews. Calais Campbell, the Ravens defensive end. You can't let a guy like him go. This is a business of for sures and knowns, and you know who Lamar Jackson is. I think it's in the best interest of the Ravens organization to give him a long-term contract and make him the guy. Ronnie Stanley, left tackle. In my mind, I know he's going to be here. This is his team. This is his offense. The money is not the most important thing with Lamar. He really wants to win, contrary to popular belief. I mean, I don't, I don't agree with the people who are criticizing Lamar and saying he should be playing hurt. If you can do more damage to your knee, I don't think the Ravens would want him to play hurt, especially if they're considering giving him a long-term deal. I, but it really bothers me that he would not be with his team. There's nothing about a knee sprain that prevents you from traveling. Chuck Clark, Baltimore safety. He's not healthy. You've seen him barely walking here. You can't force somebody to play. He goes on to say, I trust Lamar. So all of that coming to a head. As the Ravens bow out of the playoffs, now what? I mean, this has got to be one of the biggest storylines of the 23 offseason, along with, oh, you know, Tom Brady, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo. Not necessarily in that order. Safety Kyle Hamilton, he knows that they have a lot of questions, but 
they're going to be ready. They're going to be looking for a resurgence in 23. There's a lot of question marks that still have to be answered, but at the same time, I think we know who we are and know where we're going to be in 23. So, I mean, it sucks we couldn't get it done last night, but uh, in my situation, a lot of guys, we, we got next year to prove, prove ourselves. We had talked to Rob Long on Monday morning. So it was 5.40 Baltimore time, 2.40 Pacific time. If you want to get that conversation as part of our podcast. Actually, I tweeted the link directly to Rob Long uh, on my Twitter, A-Law Radio, but also on our Facebook page. So you can you can find it there easily. Rob told us that, yes, Lamar or the quarterback situation is the top priority. But the second priority is wide receiver. And I've been talking about this for most of the season. It's not that I don't think Mark Andrews is a worthy target. I mean, he's clearly one of the best tight ends in the NFL, and he's worthy of all the targets that he gets. But at the same time, they can't just have Mark Andrews. They need to have a viable receiving core. And there was so little experience on the wide receiver roster this year for the Ravens. They have to upgrade there. Now, the question needs to be asked. I mean, really, it's a two-pronged question. If you are uncertain at quarterback, how do you lure in any type of a a top flight wide receiver? But also, if it's Lamar Jackson, and you know he's going to run, and you know that the Ravens are a run-first offense, and you're a wide receiver who can have his pick, essentially, wide receivers, the going rate for receivers has really increased over the last 12 months. (laughs) If you're a receiver, do you want to go somewhere where you feel like you're going to get a greater number of targets? more of a piece of the pie, if you will, or a greater piece of the pie, if you will. So those are two questions. But I love Mark Andrews. He loves Baltimore. He's there for the long term. And he's a voice in the locker room, so he had to speak to his teammates on Monday. Hold your heads high, man. Hold your heads high. Be proud. And um, there's a lot of love. There's a lot of love in this locker room and, and with this team and these coaches and um, and this fan base. So, um you know, we want to represent this this organization, the city, the best that we can. And, um, you know, we're sad that we weren't able to do that, but um, we'll be back. I do believe that because of the leadership they have, they're going to work the problem. They are. I am a big believer in John Harbaugh. I don't know what happens with Greg Roman. There's a lot of people who are putting their struggles this year at his feet. But to be fair, Lamar was injured the last six weeks of this season, and I don't remember exactly how long at the end of last year, a month-ish. I'm not sure. Please don't quote me on that. But he was also injured at the end of last year. It stands to reason you lose a quarterback of his caliber, especially in an offense that is decidedly built for Lamar Jackson, that there's going to be a drop-off. Is there a question about his durability? Now, I'm not saying that they're all connected, the inter, uh, the injuries, but hasn't there always been some concern about Lamar? That the more you run, the more you put yourself out there, the more you get hit, the more years you take off your career, the more games that you're going to spend on the sidelines. And that's the case for anyone. I worry about that with Josh Allen. Now, Josh Allen's an enormous dude. He's like Cam Newton's size. He can give as good as he gets in terms of the hits. But I also worry about that with him. I worry about it with Justin Fields. I love Justin Fields. Dynamic talent. But the more you get hit, it stands to reason there's a direct correlation with the length of your career. It shrinks. It gets smaller. It gets shorter. And so that's why. That's why as much as it's good to have a mobile quarterback, The quarterbacks who are 
tenured the longest in the NFL are not running QBs. <laughs> While we're talking about Tom Brady, the dude's 45. You know how he stayed healthy? You know how he stays on the field? You know how he stays productive? He's made a living getting rid of the football so he gets hit as little as possible. There's a direct correlation between that and the fact that he's still playing at 45. And he was a, an MVP candidate last year. He nearly won another MVP at 44. His entire career is predicated on not getting hit. <laughs> There's something to be said for that. So I worry about Lamar. But the Ravens have clearly indicated they want him back, though it's it's obvious they're growing a little bit tired. And by this, I mean the front office. They're growing a little bit tired of this and a little frustrated. I feel like that's pretty clear. All right, coming up. Oh, wait, first this from Jamal. I love this. It popped up while we were talking about Lamar and the Ravens. On Twitter, A-Law Radio. Yesterday, I found out I could download an app and listen to you live on my phone instead of starting work late. (laughs) He said, I was not wanting to get out of my work van enjoying your show now. He says, only if the Ravens can be just as great as you and keep our QB, Lamar Jackson. Actually, he included Lamar's Twitter handle. So now, for the first time in the history of the world, I and Lamar are sharing the same tweet. (laughs) That's funny. Anyway, good for you, Jamal. Thank you. Glad you found the app. We are definitely wanting you to be able to listen when it's convenient for you and wherever you go, you can take us with you. Uh, Straight ahead, we're going to call it our wild card walk back. Pivotal moments, turning points, if you will, for the winners from wild card weekend and all the great sound that is sure to give you chills, make you... Uh, pump your fist or maybe cause you to have heart palpitations yet again. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Los Angeles Chargers. The Jacksonville Jaguars. 36-yarder from the right hash to win the game. Logan Cook will put it down, Riley Patterson. Cook puts it down. Patterson's kick is up. The field goal is good! 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 The Jaguars have won it! The Jaguars have won it! They have come back from 27-0 to win the game and move on! How good is that? My hat's off to our guys, our team. Um, I told him after the game that, you know, other than obviously winning the Super Bowl uh, a few years ago, greatest coaching victory um, as a team, this one, this one's right up there with it. It's really cool to see what, what can happen when, when everybody believes. And, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do what I did today and what the offense was able to do in the second half to bounce back. Also, the defense, if we didn't believe in one another. Um, that was, you know, I threw four picks in the first half and those guys beside me on offense and the guys on the other side of the ball didn't ever lose faith in me. And that, that's, that's one thing that makes it easier when you know you got guys that believe in you, no matter what the circumstances are. The Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks. The San Francisco 49ers. Fake the toss. They roll Purdy to the left. Purdy going to throw back middle. Wide open Debo Samuel. Down the sideline. 50, 40. Debo 30, Debo 20, Debo 10, Debo touchdown! 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. San Francisco! Well, I told you that it may be a breakout game for Debo Samuel. Coming into the, in the, in the halftime, you know, Kyle just straight up and was like, hey, man, like, you got plays are there the opportunities are there we just got to keep it simple and, and get it to the guys and so um, we knew what our plan was coming out of halftime and in the second half and I thought we just executed everything and we finished drives where we didn't do the stalling we didn't overthink things in the second half you can see um, the definition of our team of IGYB I got your back at the end of the day I felt like that turned our team up a notch and as you can see we just went out there and made plays the Miami Dolphins the Buffalo Bills. Three receivers to the left. Thompson in the shotgun. The crowd in a frenzy. Back from his own end zone. Heaving down the left sideline. Intercepted by Kyrie Elam at the 32-yard line. The rookie with the biggest defensive play of the game for the Bills. 12-yard gain on the carry by Allen. Three receivers to the left. Knox on the right side. Singletary in the backfield. To the right of Allen in the shotgun. Here's the snap. Fires it to Beasley at the three, lunges for the end zone, touchdown! Welcome back, Cole Beasley. Buffalo back in front. One week seasons, man. That's that's it. Got to take it one and zero, uh, one game at a time. Um, thought we did some good things today. Um, I did some bad things today. You know, some stuff to clean up, some some things to learn from. Um, but we'll grow from it. It's all all that matters is surviving and advancing. Um, it doesn't matter how we win, it's if we win. And uh, proud of our guys for playing the way they did. The Minnesota Vikings, the New York Giants. Jones over center this time. Rita in the right, left slot, goes in motion. Toss left for Barkley, gets a block. Barkley to the 25, Barkley to the left sideline, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown, Giants! Saquon Barkley on a 28-yard burst. We're going to fight to the end. We know we're a bunch of uh, humble cats and... and... We was blessed with the opportunity, man. We're we proud to be here. We're proud to, to have this opportunity. So we're going to take it with the most up, most up respect. We've got a lot of work to do, uh, but it's enjoyable work to be able to be working at this time of year. The Baltimore Ravens, the Cincinnati Bengals. Third down and goal from the one. 
Huntley no. sticks the ball out. The Bengals have <laughs> the ball. Diggy. They are running it back. <laughs> Sam Hubbard with blockers behind him. Hubbard to the Ravens, 40, nice. the 30, nice. the 20, yeah. the 10, the Woo. 5. Touchdown, Bengals. Tyler Huntley tried to extend the ball over the goal line. It got poked away. Sam Hubbard scooped it up and ran the length of the field for a go-ahead Bengals touchdown. Credit to Logan Wilson punching it out and uh, just being in the right place at the right time. Got a few blocks along the way, and uh, I was just worried about getting tracked down. I'm glad I made it to the end zone. I haven't even seen the whole play yet. I just saw Sam running down the field, but I'm sure. I'm obviously, you know, guys stepped up and made plays when when their number was called and got us the win. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Quite a recap. I like it. Producer Jay, he's uh, a little bit like a DJ back there, spinning the spinning the records. Is that what the cool kids say? Spinning the t- spinning the. I don't even know. I'm not a cool kid. Uh, man, it's been a long time since I've been in a club. <laughs> Could you imagine? They would laugh. They would bar the door. <laughs> Our wild card walk back. Let me see if I can make sure I've got all of this audio to give credit. Frank Frangi on the Jaguars radio network going back to Saturday. Yes, Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence. Four interceptions in the first half. Good. Four touchdowns in the second half for the third largest NFL playoff comeback in the sports history. At some point, by the way, we have to go back and let you hear that Jocko talk, the the podcast, uh, in which no matter what happens, the answer's good. (laughs) For the San Francisco 49ers, Brock Purdy accounting for four touchdowns. One of them, a dynamic deep shot to Debo Samuel, the catch and the run. It's Bob Papa with the call on the Niners radio network. And then you hear from the rookie quarterback as well as his wide back. The Buffalo Bills, Bills Mafia, Chris Brown filling in for John Murphy on their radio network. Josh Allen talking about, yeah, you take the good, you take the bad. He had three turnovers, but they were able to edge division rival Miami for the third time. Or no, excuse me, for the second time this season, but just for three points. That's it. All three games between Miami and Buffalo were separated by a combined eight points. That's it. That was the margin of victory in three games combined, eight points. The New York Giants with Bob Papa. Oh, did I say Bob earlier? I meant Greg Papa. I'm sorry. There's a Greg Papa and there's a Bob Papa. Forgive me. Greg Papa for the Niners. Bob Papa for the Giants. Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, as well as Brian Dayball, the first-year head coach. And how cool is it uh, that... Not only are the Giants moving on to the playoffs for the first time since 2016, but you've got a Daniel Jones that's finally realizing his potential. Whereas the Giants defense has been so good all year, keeping that team in games, but to see Saquon Barkley, to see Daniel Jones play to their full potential, uh, even as the team has put out there, they have confidence in them and that they're looking forward to continuing this journey with those two Very high draft picks. I love it. I love that they played with that confidence of the team behind them. And for the Bengals against the Ravens on Sunday night in Cincinnati, 
<laughs> maybe the play of the weekend. The defensive end, Sam Hubbard, needing some oxygen, but going 98 yards. Not only the longest fourth quarter go-ahead touchdown in playoff history, but the longest fumble return for a touchdown in NFL playoff history. Logan Wilson punches the ball three as Tyler Huntley reaches over the top or attempts to reach over the top, does not cross the plane before he loses a handle on that slippery little sucker, and it just happens to get punched right to Sam Hubbard, who goes 98 yards, and for that reason, Sam is our defensive player of the week. Sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces DOD, veterans, and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. I dare say that would be our TD of the week, though we haven't done the poll yet. But you heard from Sam, who gives credit to Logan. Joe Burrow, I haven't even seen the whole play yet. I just saw Sam running for his life. Uh, and then uh, Joe Mixon, who is <laughs> on hey, Instagram. Shout out to you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Mixon on Instagram Live because everyone has to do Instagram Live when the show and the game are over. By the way, if you haven't seen Mike McCarthy dancing with a gaudy chain around his neck, some bling for Mike McCarthy, his first playoff win since 2016, check out our show Twitter. And do you want Tom Brady to return next season? It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.